Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Show. It is March 3rd, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And how are you doing tonight, Doc? Uh, Doc, Derek. I was going to call you Derek. <laughs> Walt. <laughs> Good evening, know. folks. How is everybody out there in Radio Land? Oh, I can hear them. They say, well, we're here, aren't we? <laughs> But you're doing okay, Walt? You got, you know, family's good? Yep, just keeping busy. Well, yes, we like to keep you busy. (laughs) You make better and newer devices. And Dolly, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm just peachy keen. Well, good, peachy keen. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Well, okay. The first thing I want to do is to say that the uh, the I've got reports back from Russia regarding where the comet um, fell, and it fell within thirty miles of Shunga, which means it fell on top of the Shungite field. And it did land on the land, didn't it? It landed. Well, I don't know. They. Uh, it, it's so hard to get real information back. It seems they sent me some photographs, and they had all these arrows all over it, and you couldn't even tell. The photographs were of maps, and it was very difficult to. It wasn't really clear what the map was, and they had all these arrows. So it, yeah, it looks like something's fallen. That something hit the ground. Um, well, that's what the posse said, and that's what they showed me. Yeah. Um, the it, it looks it looks as it well, if you Shunga is right on the lake, the big there, the lake there, third largest in in uh, Europe, and then thirty miles south on the same side of the shore. At first, it looked like they were showing me pictures of the opposite shore, but then they sent me another map, and I could see no, it's on the same shore. So it was only like. It was within 30 miles of the village of Shunga, which was why Shungite is called Shungite. So, um, and the Shungite field is over 800 kilometers square. So, you know, uh, but the, the, the thing, the weird thing today was I was, I was just before the Shungite show, I suddenly realized, well, now what, how, how, could, how could that possibly be? If this was a natural occurrence, how is it, even though there's 2.5 billion years between when the meteorite of Shungite hit that area, that another meteorite falls right on top of it? What What's the odds of that? <laughs> right? And I, I have worked with this... Uh, the blue color, which seems to be like a signature of the of the energy, and is extremely energy uh, healing. 
Um, I, I suggest that people look at last week's show and look at the comet and the color. And if you've got some kind of a healing issue, realize that the shungite is imbued with that color energy. And if you just bring it forth, like I had my shoulder was, I picked up something wrong. It did something to my shoulder. It was starting to bother me. And so I started to call in the turpentine spiral, but then I said, wait a minute. Let me just see. And I brought in an image of that blue and just saturating my shoulder, and the pain went away very quickly. So, um, Do you it, think the blue is still there that they can physically see it? No, I doubt it. Uh. But, of course, Walt might have another concept of it because of soft electrons. And what Have you given this thing more thought, Walt? Uh uh, nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was moving away from the microphone. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you because I was looking in at Google Earth and you said thirty miles from the village of Shunga. Now is this thirty miles east, west, north, south, 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 directly south, south. and it's partially on the shore. It's 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 uh, like the the. Arrows were pouring. Look, the pictures that, and I could put those pictures up actually, um, if I could find them. I, anyway, um, the, the pictures show that there's water right there where it happened. So it's right yes, on the lake, shore. Yes, Lake Onega, according Onega, to the map. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have it like within 30 miles because I've, well, on the promo I have it. Let me see, I can pull up that promo for you. Are we live now? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why we said hello. And I gave the date. Oh, I forgot we said hello. I'm sorry. You know I'm a little discombobulated right now. Oh, something new and... and, and, Oh, my God. (laughs) Dolly's discombobulated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can you imagine? No, no. It's it's preposterous. (laughs) What a thought. (laughs) Okay. Um... Yes, let me put the picture up of the promo so that you guys can see what I'm what I'm talking about. Did I put Is that it up the there? one you posted last week? No, it no. I'm going to post oh. the one for the Shungite show cuz that's where I put it. Because see this guy that he couldn't do it tomorrow and suddenly and so we had to do it today. And um, so this this picture that I'm putting up here in chat is actually the promo for the Shungite show. But it will show you the uh, map that I did, Walt, in chat. Do you want me to put it in Skype chat or do you see it? In- um, oh, um, Ooh, I was going about to ask you in which, in which chat loop you were I, I just it. dropped it in radio, but I can drop it right here. Oh, in, okay. In, uh, Who's that woman? Oh, Sophia. Yeah. Oh, I can see a picture of her. Okay. Um, so the asterisk is the point of impact? Yes. So did they did they say if um, someone has gone there and taken photos of the impact or anything? No, no, they didn't send me any photos like that. All they did was have it on a map. Let me see if I can find the... Uh, the mappy thing. There's the 
Oh, the map is on here. It's got to ask. No, I had a lot of maps. And what happened was oh. that I couldn't remember what show I had put them in earlier when I was trying to do the Shungite show and I couldn't find them. And I'm going like, well, this is crazy. But that's my life. So um, now I'm going to go back to Cosmic Reality because that's where I thought I had put them. I think you did at one time. In my own files. Okay, there's that, so that should be, but where's the rest of it? No, it's not there, so maybe a Shanghai. I apologize, audience, I'm a little bit discombobulated. <laughs> the only person not discombobulated is, okay, here it is. Uh, Walt. <laughs> is Walt. I think it's here, come here, where are you? Oh, shoot. See, why am I not finding those things? You posted it in chat at one point. No, I haven't posted it any place because... Oh, these are different then. The only thing I can think of is that... Okay, the, the, in, in um, the promo there that I just put up, uh, Sophia uh, Blanc, put, she asked me, You'll love this story, Walt. She asked me to, um, if we could do a prayer. And that, you know, and I said, so you want me, you write the, you've written a prayer. Yes, I've written a prayer. And can we do a prayer? And um, then I said, well, yeah, I write the prayer. I'll have Irma translate it, and then I'll say it, and then you say it. So we got together, and I recorded the prayer. And found out that, um, lo and behold, it was 16 minutes long. <laughs> I've never had a 16-minute long prayer. And so I decided that that wasn't going to be really good radio. Um, so what I did was, uh, Irma suggested a, a parcel of music that I played behind it. And actually, when I when we did it, it didn't feel like 16 minutes. It, it, I think it went off all right. Um, so that's the picture of Sophia with some of the Carillion photography that she's done on that promo. And next to her is the uh, choir that's the music behind that prayer. Um, it was an interesting excursion into energy. Very interesting. Okay, so, the blue light of the comet is, they, they, one of the Russians who's, I mean, when we talk about the Russians, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about a group of people, uh, Sophia herself has like, geez, I don't know, millions of people who have hit the, um, 3.5 million people have actually viewed her YouTube uh, posts, so, you got a lot of Russian people. Well, that's not true because it's that's how many hits. You don't know how many people. But she has a lot of people in Russia and in America who are fans of hers. And um, the, Irma and Sophia herself, you know, apparently were very moved by this prayer and this, um, this the music behind it. So it, it was the first time, I believe, I can't imagine any other situation, where Americans and Russians got together over the internet to pray together. Um, and that, what was that, the prayer for? 
Um, well, let me see. Let me pull this thing up. I hope it's still here. Um, okay, this is her. Uh, okay. Uh, why don't I have that there? Oh, for heaven's sakes. I seem to be having... Okay, here it is. All right. What well, The name of the prayer was prayer for divine intervention and aid in removing the coronavirus and for healing. Um, and it was highly uh, Christian-based religion prayers type of thing. She she did do, you know, talked about the coronavirus and Shanghai, but um, a lot of it was, was just, you know, Christian prayers. And to be honest with you, it wasn't something I felt particularly comfortable reading <laughs> because I I believe that I believe in Jesus Christ and his teachings, but I don't believe in organized religions whatsoever. Oh, somebody's making somebody's making Not a lot me. of who's making a lot of noise there? Walter? It's Walt. I just have to get up to close the door. Oh boy, you got yeah. a lot you of see nerve. he's discombobulated too. <laughs> it's not just you and myself it's it's also our friend oh my god so it's gonna be one of those nights <laughs> it's been one of those days actually i've had a good day i've been just going from one thing to another from one I've, this is my my third radio show you know that would be very discombobulating to me yeah yeah so, um, anyway, um, that's what that, that's about. Um, we, we've been talking about the coronavirus today. We even did it on the Shungite show because oddly enough, the four deaths that have occurred have occurred in Washington state, right down I the road. Derek, yeah. It's right down the road from Derek. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, I didn't know it was that close. Yeah, it's in his county. Judas Priest. And uh, I said, so if they, I said, are you within an area that they would close off? And he says, yeah, probably. Oh my. <laughs> well, he's not concerned. I wonder if they're real deaths. That's, that, that's the uh, that doctor that used to work for the government in Argentina would tell my father that story that's how they that's how they would get money from the state they would uh, report in some town somewhere far off where nobody knew anybody there there have been reported 10 cases of chicken pox so all of a sudden there's newspapers on the radio screaming oh chicken pox epidemic so that way the the province would get money from the state to do massive uh, vaccinations and they keep ninety percent of the money. You're not so. up on, you're not watching television and you don't know what's <laughs> being presented. Okay, just so, before no, just, I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm being reminded of that. That's all. Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. Um, I listened to the press conference that Vice President had yesterday, and he had on his his the committee that is overseeing the response to this virus. And he's got some really, really impressive people there. And <clears throat> basically what the head of the 
Health Department, U.S. Health Department, was saying was that Department of Health. He was saying that right now all we've got is community outbreaks, one in the Washington one, and then there's another one apparently in California. And to be honest, I wasn't, I didn't pay as much attention to the California one as I should have because he was also talking Washington. Um, but as soon they, they they are so well organized, and I have, you know, a lot of, of faith in the fact that these people do know what they're doing. Uh, some of the I don't even want to get into their personalities or where they're coming from, but very impressive people, and the response um, has been one of if if there is an if somebody comes in and they say they the just the people there like in the hospital said you know we think it could be the cdc sends out a team immediately i mean they'll be there as soon as they can get on a plane and get well they probably get their own private planes because one of the comments made by somebody was you know how fast they they got to washington when it when it erupted to close off the community now that's not to close it off or put up barriers or any of that but to um immediately start asking the person that has come down who did you who where who, you know who's your contacts where were you what are you doing so that they can try to quickly track anybody else that could have been exposed to it because of this individual or to try to track down where they got it so it's very proactive i mean they're not they're not well somebody on um last night was pointing out that when that flu came along in 09 and Obama was the president a thousand people died before the Obama administration even began to deal with it and to Trump- pretend they were <coughs> no they dealt with it huh. um, but the the Trump administration he, he he they were saying that that Trump was Trump Trump brought in all these experts and he said what should I do? And they said to him, well, uh, dude, you should shut down any people that if coming from infected areas from getting into the country. Uh, but if you do this, you're going to have a lot of political black backlash, and it's never been done. And he said, and you're telling me as the experts that the best thing to do is to start controlling the travel in our country. Yes, done. Okay, so on the 31st of January, before many of us even heard about this, Trump had already taken what they're saying now, okay, and it was one of the most important things that he could have done because it, it's limited the exposed and carriers of the virus from China into the United States. Uh so no matter you know what you hear the Democrats screaming about, he didn't take the money away. You know he actually gave him more money. He hasn't tried to silence anybody. He brings them up and puts them in front of the press. You know with Pence and Pence is going, I'll let the expert talk about it. You know and and you know it. it, it I'm impressed with the response that these people have have uh, made towards this thing. So now I even heard um the fake media or what do you call it you know who i'm talking about some of those people say that they were impressed with the actions that trump took i almost fell over 
they are even impressed with Trump's actions. You mean they lost their script that day? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it really surprised. Where's the hate script? Wait, wait, wait. I think I left it in my trailer. <laughs> and and Chris Matthews was fired. Walt doesn't Yesterday. know who he was. He was an MS, MSNBC reporter that's been there forever. What did he actually? Years. What? What? He, he claimed he retired, but he said he was funny. Yeah. How he said it? He said, "I had a talk with the higher ups, and I decided to retire." Basically, yeah, I made the decision to retire. Yeah, yeah right. But um, <laughs> what did he do that made them all crazy? Because his his apology was, did he, he something he said to some woman twenty years ago? <laughs> this apology had nothing to do with what he did. Okay. Uh, it was. I don't know exactly. All I know is it involved uh, communism and Bernie, and he took it too far, and uh, it attacking Bernie with his family and communism, and he he went way too far. But I don't remember exactly what it was, and that's all I want to say, because that's really all I know. And I don't want to lie to anybody. Anyway, people are losing their heads over this whole situation of the, you know, takeover of socialism. But, you know, Bernie will say, I'm not a socialist, I'm a democratic, I'm a democratic socialist. Well, you're the only right. one. You're the only one, dude. <laughs> yeah. you know, in you that call, party, <laughs> you can call yourself that, but dude, you're a socialist by my definitions of it, and maybe Absolutely. even a communist. Yeah. Wow, it's like the Cold War never happened, huh? Uh, yeah. Apparently, he thinks that I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but let me put it to you this way: his reality is definitely not my reality. Uh, I do not think that the Cuban people are in a very good position um, under communism. Oh, but they got medical, and they yeah, but it's poor medical. But they got learning. Yeah, it's your learning, what you're putting in their heads. Of course, we do that over here, you know. So, I mean, it's like... Did you know that in Cuba, nobody owns their house? Oh, you don't have personal ownership. If you think, if you want to vote for for Sanders, you go right ahead and vote for Sanders. But he will take your property. He will take your property. They don't believe in private property. So, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. What's happening is you've got um, this... See, Chris, to his... to You know, to, to support him a little bit here... He got all freaked out because he's my age. And we were brought up under the fear of communism. They were going to nuke us at any any chance they got. There were uh, Soviet spies all over the place. You know, you, you, you always were, you know, Cold War. They're terrible people. They live behind a wall. You know, I mean, it's like... It, Wasn't that like the, 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 the height of the McCarthy era? Everybody was being blackballed? Yes, I mean, there was a tremendous amount of fear regarding socialism and communism. And so you're brought up under that, you know, and you see the changes and everything. But, you know, 
I say to certain people the word uh, Putin, and they go, you know, and they fall apart. You know, why? What'd that guy do to you? You know, it's a a Trump derangement thing. Um, And this guy, well, I'll tell about it, but this I'll tell this story in a little bit here about this guy um, because he talks about the dis, dysfunction thingy and why it's happening. Um, but you've got you know somebody like Bernie that stands up there and says, "I'm going to give you free medicine. I'm going to give you um, uh, what's it? Go- I'm going to take the the he's going to take all the money from the rich people." Well, okay, so you're going to take the money from the rich people so that everybody's got free medical. Free education, higher education, college. They're going to put you through college. No college loans are going to put you through college, right? And um, he ticks off all these things that he's going to do and on their own website, <laughs> right? Um, if, if you tally this thing up, it's like $100 trillion. America does not make $100 trillion in a year. So if you're taking it from all the rich people who may have a hundred trillion dollars eventually you're going to run out of the rich people's money and you're going to come after us and from somebody that is you know trained in in his his historic history and is you know an avid lover of information socialism is not designed to take down the power structure it's designed to destroy the middle class like we are not already half destroyed, right? And uh, President Trump, on the other hand, has this weird, weird concept of making the middle class strong again so that the country is strong again. And by strong, I mean healthy. You know, right now, 90% of all the vaccinations, I mean, um, uh, the uh, antibiotics that are available to the American medical profession is made in China. <laughs> yes. You know, and they got a little problem over there. You suppose we could have a problem with 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 drugs that, you know, I mean, George Washington died of a throat infection that an antibiotic would have cured. How many people, if we lost the, the ability to, to have, you know, simple antibacterial, antiviral drugs would die because China's used them all up and won't give us any. I mean, this when I heard this, I'm going like, this is nuts. This is a strategic resource. And the reporter said to the, he was a health, uh, the the head of health in one of the states, I think maybe Minnesota. Um, And he was saying, look, it, it happened over decades. You know, oh, it's cheaper to get it from China, and it's cheaper to get it from China, and before you know it, everybody's buying from China, and there is no American ability to make these things. So if nothing else, this is an exercise in wake-up people. You know, you put all your eggs in China, and China could shut you down in a heartbeat, but they, they don't want to because then that would destroy their economy. I mean, it's not like I think that the the Chinese are evil people, or you know. I mean, but this is just a fact of life. You don't you don't put all of your ability to create drugs in a foreign country that happens to be a little antagonistic towards you. So anyway, 
What um, does okay? You had something to say? Annika's all excited. Um, he really wants us. Here, let me read what he says. All caps. Nancy, this is another nine eleven event. Check out Ben Fulford tonight. So I tried to calm him down. <laughs> I said it's okay, Annika. We are going to share Fulford tonight. <laughs> well, we might as well share Fulford. You got it in front of you, uh, Walt. Yeah, as you already know, it's only half the report, but at least, at least it'll give you material to talk about something. <clears throat> the title of the report is Pandemic Show Aims to Launch World Government, Project Bluebeam Next. The fake coronavirus pandemic now being promoted around the world is aimed at creating a world republic, P3 Freemason sources say. The coronavirus fear is also being used by the U.S. corporation as an excuse for their February 16th default. Just like the proverbial schoolboy who said the dog ate my homework, these people are saying the virus ate my financial system. That is more face-saving than saying I got cut off because I haven't been paying my bills for 40 years. In any case, what this means is they have lost the ability to create central bank funny money to prop up markets and keep themselves in power. The owners of the U.S. corporation have been using a coincidental mention of a deadly virus in a 1980s book to propagate the message they have planned these events years ago. They used to te- they used this to tell the Asians to roll over, in quotes, roll over our bonds or face the music. The propaganda rag, popular mechanics of 9-11 bullshit infamy, has contributed to their fear-mongering with the following headline. Uh, in quotes, Welp, scientists found 28 virus groups in a melting glacier. This is how the world ends, end quotes. The answer given was, in quotes, we will face the music, Asia, Asian secret society sources say. When the current battle of humanity versus the virus ends, a new battle will begin for sure, they acknowledge indicating they're in for the long haul. The good guys in the West, for their part, know the Chinese characters for crises, and he puts a couple of Chinese ideographs, mean danger and opportunity. They are using and are using this default to try and usher in a more benevolent system for taking care of the planet Earth. To this end, the White Dragon Society has proposed the activation of a Project Blue Beam type event to the Anglo-Saxon Five Eyes Alliance, uh, White Dragon Society sources say. Project Bluebeam is a fake end-time scenario using holograms, computer graphics, and real military displays, they say. The idea would be to stage what is known as a liminal event, something like a wedding or a coming-of-age planetary ceremony, the sources explain. The proposal has not been finalized at this point, they add. While attempts have been made to debunk Project Bluebeam, there can be no doubt it's technically possible. The ability to project giant holograms in the sky was proven in combat during the Second Iraq War. Also, the use of computer graphics on TV news could now easily create a World War III type scenario. By adding military forces in action, it would be easy to convince the sleepwalking majority that the event was real. Insiders like the readers of this newsletter could just relax and enjoy the show. In any case, there can be no doubt that the ongoing coronavirus panic is designed 
to pave the way for emergency military rule and the start of a world republic. What people need to keep in mind, though, is that it's all fake. Here, for example, is a frontline report from Italy on the pandemic. Italian governor Zaya from the Veneto region said, quotes, 80% of all sick people heal by themselves. 15% need medication and 5% need to have medical attention. All 70 people who died already had advanced health issues. No healthy person who caught the coronavirus has died. It's an alarm with no foundation. In the beginning, they reacted the way they did because they didn't have any real information about the virus. But after seeing what it is, the information is too exaggerated, end quotes. So um, I can't read the rest of the report because it's up to you if you want me. I well, canceled the maybe, subscription. Maybe, maybe Aquarius has access to it and can copy it so that you can read it. What was Annika? Arnica. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, but what, see, that's what Fulford says. But what's, what did the guy say you were talking to, Nancy? Well, okay, this, on Radio 5G last week or the week before, I'm not sure, we did, um, we talked about a law case that's been brought against 50 different corporations that demonstrates essentially conspiracy between these corporations to give secret technology to China so that China can institute it in in that world. And a lot of it has to do with robotics and nanotech, and he talked about um, things that look like little bees, robotic bees that are going to be the new pollinators. <laughs> and um, but they also can deliver poison, bee stings, right? You can put poison in it. And um, he actually warned uh, the president of this. The guy, the guy has credentials, but every time he tries to get the information out there, they ignore him, and then he finds out that they're plagiarizing him all over the place without giving him any credit, which kind of ticks him off, which I don't blame him. Um, but more to the point, it it's not. It, he says it might be too difficult for people to understand what he's talking about. But I want to read his book and see what we can we can do to help him because he definitely knows what he's talking about regarding the flu. He says, and I mean Mark Steele, anybody that's been in looking at at five G, including myself, you know, we see. Woohoo! What is it? Whoa! What is it? The city there. Wuhan. Wuhan. We see Wuhan come up as being the center for the flu, and we already know that that's one of the centers for 5G. We know 5G breaks down the immune system, so hey, you know they caught the flu. They didn't have the immune system to fight it off, so they're dying in bigger. You know, something that we we projected would happen with a 5G environment. And then all of a sudden you got the, oh, well, there's a, a secret lab, a bio lab there. Even the head of the CDC said something about it. They have seen manipulation in the virus as much of it as they got from the Chinese. I'm, I'm listening to the Center for Disease Control in America's head talking about it. 
And he wasn't prepared to say, no, it wasn't this biohazard place and it, or biotech uh, place. And it, and you know, he, he was saying, no, we're seeing human intervention in it. And maybe it came from there, but I don't know. So this, this, uh, new Cyrus, I don't even have his last name in front of me. Cyrus was saying that, in fact, the 5G, uh, is able to, it, he said he what he was saying is that the technology that's bringing all this nano robotics into the picture is one that's designed to promote a takeover of AI robotics and that 5G is not designed for technology it's designed as a communication system for these robot these robotic things including the robotic things that might be in our bodies in a nanotech environment. And that the 5G actually causes the virus to mutate and replicate. So he says, he says people don't know that when you get a virus, it actually stays in your body in a dormant state, just goes dormant. And, and I can attest to the fact that I came out with a, a case of shingles and that's because of the smallpox virus that was in my, essentially, bone marrow, sitting there since I was a kid. Um, so this does happen. I didn't realize he's saying that this is what always happens. I'm not sure that that would be true, but I don't know. Um, and so when you have a, a, a strain of the virus and you're in a 5G environment, the first hit you get you, you, your mood system might be up enough to, to break it down. I mean, one guy in Washington that was uh, diagnosed with it, he said, wasn't bad for me. He says, I spent two days drinking Gatorade and it went away. You know, but that was a young, healthy person. So, but he's, but Cyrus was saying that, you know, you could beat it off with your immune system, but then it's, it's replicating and it's actually getting better as it rep or stronger as it replicates and then all of a sudden a week or so later you're sick again because it's not out of your system it's just went dormant for a while and now it's back because there's replication of it um so he, i mean uh carrie cassidy is went out with a half an hour video that i have not seen but supposedly um discussing the essentially the same thing that there's a two tiers of this you know the first the first hit is a little more benign than the second hit is much deadlier um i I don't know Uh, we'll see you know but um the natural progression of virus is it doesn't want to kill the host so it actually gets weaker so it doesn't kill off people and it's you know the the president's talking about well, we'll wait, you know, as soon as we get into spring and summer, the virus isn't... Why is that known? It's not because of the weather change, although it probably has something to do with it. It's more that the virus has actually said, oh, we're killing off these people. We better, you know, we don't need to be that strong. We can pull back. And, and you know, so it, it, it seems to learn, and it's in, in, the, in the concept of survival. If I kill the host, I'm dead. <laughs> If I if I just you know if I pull back, then the host is going to live longer, and so will I. So I don't know. Jeez, it's a virus that has a brain. Why not? I mean, you're talking brain. I'm talking consciousness. I'm talking about 
what makes a a, a worm want to live? What uh, a microscope? Because it has a brain. I know because I got an A in biology because oh, I bisected the worm and found the brain. Yeah, well, viruses probably have brains, but probably a little smaller than you can dissect. Huh. But everything that's well, alive. You guys are forgetting. You guys are forgetting the weave. In nature, all life forms are part of a weave: the trees, the animals. So microorganisms are are part of that weave. So it's not a localized brain. I mean, we're so we are so used to thinking in terms of individualism. I have an individual brain. You have an individual brain, and so on and so forth. But there is such a thing as a weave, a weave consciousness. So all anything that's alive and living. It's part of that weave that you have a weave of for the willow trees. Not, there is a weave that all the trees in the planet communicate, and then within it there are sub weaves for the specific species of tree, and they have different ways of communicating with each other. So it makes perfect sense that a living organism is part of that weave, and this is the thing that you just described of the virus not wanting to kill off its host. You know, this this is the, the stupidity of scientific hubris where they think they know more than nature or they can create something superior to nature, and it doesn't work. Not, man has not made anything superior to nature, and I have not seen that change anywhere. I don't care how much AI they throw at this crap or the, how many PhDs the scientists have. No, they cannot beat nature. And, and, the, and the weave is going to... Uh, undo or bypass whatever genetic modification they make because here they're, they're like little children playing with atomic bombs and they don't even they don't know how to interpret the genetic code how it wasn't that long ago where they were saying that oh the genetic code uh, the human genome is 90% crap it's what it what was it that they called it junk dna no, it's not junk DNA. You guys are extremely stupid and ignorant that you don't even know how to read this amazing galactic biological library that's in front of you. It's like a, you know, a bunch of little children trying to translate the Rosetta Stone or something like that. So that's why all of these efforts to create this, this insanity, it always fizzles out. Because, yes, there are superior intelligences, thank God, that are overlooking this whole insanity. Our job is to wake up and just write it off of the reality. If it's not in your reality, it's not going to be in your reality. That's the way it works. Those are the rules of engagement in the universe. Don't make contract with it. Don't be fearful of it. Otherwise, you're making contract with all of that, all that, all those horrors. I mean, if you if somebody gives you a glass of water and you you're convinced that it's poison, you're just making contract with that fear and. Maybe it won't kill you, but it's going to make you sure it's going to make you real sick. And so just write it off of your reality. And if we do that collectively, then guess what? You'll wake up and it's not there anymore. Have we not been witnesses of things appearing out of nowhere in our reality? Like you needed something, boom, it's there. Well, so if you made something appear in your reality that you needed, you can make just as well things disappear. Uncreate them. <laughs> I never, I never thought of of it having what Nancy call 
consciousness. I never, that never entered my brain. Well, why would it? Nobody, you know, sentience, you know, consciousness. Shungite has it. Minerals have it. If you haven't studied yeah. it, you haven't felt it, you don't understand that, it, it, you know, ha- having the consciousness is not a gift to a higher spirit. Consciousness is there for everything and everything that's alive, whether it's a microorganism. You know, it goes back to the contract thing. You got an energy field, and you say to the energy field, "How would you like to be an amoeba?" Well, no, no amoebas. <laughs> you know, how would you like to be an amoeba? What's it do? Whatever you want it to do. Well, okay, I'll try it out. There's always a consciousness behind manifestation. You can't have manifestation without thought. Period. It's a rule of cosmic reality. It's a rule of of quantum physics. Period. So, yeah, everything that is alive has got some essence of consciousness, some essence of sentience, and he's absolutely correct. It does not have to be the concept of individuality as we see it, where everybody's got free will. You know, that's not necessarily what's entwined in it, although it could be, in my opinion. Um, by the way, Annika says he canceled his subscription two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> well, no. if you want, if you want, I can no, reopen no, mine. No, he no, was no. talking about uh, military action in different parts of the world. No, 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 no. It's okay. a, that, he's he's living in, a, in the old reality, and I, I get amused listening to some of the things he says. But uh, no, we don't have to spend more time with with Fulford, except when he says weird things like that, or things that might be supporting what I'm saying. (laughs) 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 Then we'll we'll quote him, (laughs) then we'll read him. (laughs) Well, uh, I'll give you an example of, um, you must have heard of this in in school at some point, Um, when when we had uh, biology in school, uh, I remember the teacher um, talked about the history of Dr. Salk and how you you can actually use viruses for something good. So that's that's where that concept of biological attenuation comes from, where you you take a known virus that you know it causes like smallpox or something like that, and they use alcohol to attenuate it, meaning that it's like somewhat dormant. You inject it into the person, and because the virus is attenuated, it doesn't start replicating immediately. It gives the body time to design antibodies for it. So when you do get uh, a contagion, your body's already geared up and prepared because it knows what to defend itself from. So it's a, it's a way of you know using them to do something good. So the, the you know this this whole biological crap. Uh, I'm sorry, but human hubris that's their Achilles heel well for heaven's sakes (laughs) you know they they take theory like from Reif and and Wilhelm Reich that that, you know you can cure cancer you can cure all sorts of diseases with vibration and then they say oh wow if we really build it up we can take down buildings this is it's all weapon everything becomes a weapon 
Yeah. You know, I mean, somebody said, oh, it was Mark Steele. He, as a child, was very interested in weapons, as a child. And he would look at things, and he would say, how could I make this into a weapon? He said, for heaven's sakes, you can make a light bulb into a weapon. And that's why he was able to look at a, a, a LED street light and go, I wonder how you'd make that into a weapon. Oh, what's that little antenna up there? And oh, by the way, he had been trained as a weapons expert in electronic weapons, you know, stuff. So, weaponizing, weaponizing. It's just, it's, it's just insane. <laughs> Part of humanity is insane. The rest well, of us it, are it, right. it is a, it's, it's, a, it's a major... I mean, this is where we're talking lethal dosages of psychosis because, you know, what, what kind of group mind considers every living being a threat or a potential enemy? You know, that's sick right then and there. That's completely divorced from nature. That's, that's not the way the natural, wor- the, the natural world works. So... That just goes to show, I mean, these, they're so far removed from anything called natural that they're a separate group all, all, all together. I was, in the, I was in the supermarket, and there was a woman who had her cart blocking the aisle. When she was getting dog food in a big bag, you know, and then she noticed that I was there patiently, very patiently waiting. And she looked at me and she said, this is how I get my exercise. And she puts the bag in, in the in the you know, carrier thing. And then she says, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this because now i got to buy from Chewy.com so that I don't have to come to the grocery store for the animal food. And I said, are you, are you scared of this conor- conoris- <laughs> corona, corona virus? And she was like, oh, yes, and I've got my masks and I've got, you know, all the wipes and oh stuff. And she tells a story about how the fire department came to buy some more wipes and they couldn't get them. They couldn't buy the wipes. And so she said, well, I've got a whole stack of them here. And she, you know, let them all have their own little package of, of these wipes. And I s- said to her, I said, do you know, I'm going to tell you one fact. And then you, you, you know, you think, you think about what I'm about, about to tell you. I said, the CDC put out a statement which says from November of 2019. That's November last November to February of this year there have been 19,000 deaths from the common flu and she said what and i said yes yeah, so if you're if why are you afraid of four people dying at, i didn't know it was six at that time four people dying from something whereas 19,000 people have died since november and she w- she looked at me like I'd hit her in the head, and she said, "Well, thank you for that information. <laughs> you know, because a very trivial fact all of a sudden made it clear to her somebody's lying to me. Somebody and is- somebody is making a ton of money out of all of this because when I saw this thing that people are buying up all kinds of supplies to protect, I was transported back in time." to when I was working in a department store in New York when, remember the first Iraq war, or I don't know if it was Afghanistan, and somebody came out with this business of little yellow ribbons to remember and support our troops 
And all of a sudden, there was this marketing explosion of mugs with yellow ribbons and buttons with yellow ribbons and, and cloth yellow ribbons to pin on your lapel and everywhere. They were saying, oh, yeah, support our troops, support our troops. And so all that money went into somebody's pockets. Not nothing went to the troops. But it was a, a, a big explosion. So they were making money off of this, you know, conflict that was happening somewhere else in the war, a world where people were dying and a lot of people never, didn't make it back home. Uh, the, I was I, I, I was back in New York all over again when I when I heard this thing of people, you know, buying out the stores of all kinds of uh, preventive measures. <laughs> Somebody's making a ton of money out of this scare. I read in a place where they were selling these things for thousands of dollars. <laughs> I thought, you got to be kidding me. What things? The masks. Oh, the masks, yeah. Yeah. And they're telling you, don't the masks aren't going to protect you. It will right. keep people from spreading it. And you're, you, you've all run on the masks, and so now there's no masks for the people that need them in hospitals and in the medical profession. And yeah. it's only going to make you more susceptible to a problem. You know? <laughs> oh, and I, that, that reminds me. I saw a doctor, I think it was on Fox, they were interviewing a doctor, and he was talking about the masks. He said, it, it, the mask isn't going to do you any good. You're going to uh, touch things that other people have touched. Then you're going to adjust your mask with your fingers that you just touched what other people touched. And, and you're going to spread those germs into your eyes because the mask is up by your eyes and you're messing around there and you're putting the germs on your nose, on the mask, the edges of the mask. He says, it's not going to do you any good. Save your money. Wash your hands. <laughs> don't, say, pick, don't pick your, your nose. Yeah. Are, you, are you guys getting these um, text messages promoting uh, different uh, uh, um, candidates for the upcoming presidential election? Text messages? No. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten like a couple here in Minnesota. You know, I'm I'm getting texted that. Uh, asking for support for such and such candidate, and someone was kind enough to post one of them in Facebook, where they were asking for support for Bloomberg for president, and the person responded, "I'd rather go to China and lick doorknobs." Oh, oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's gross. <laughs> Reminds me of the raccoons. Here, try this. It's awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My mouth is watering. Must be your rabies coming, you know, flaring up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you feel like howling to the moon? <laughs> oh, this is too much. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, so, okay, giggle. so, you know, what we should do is uh, we're almost at the top of the hour. I'll put on a song here. Actually, I'll play that under um, that Walt uh, gave us. It's just the musical. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's nice. And um, I'll quickly see what time. It, yeah, they should be getting back um, some of the uh, results of the voting already, right? 
Oh, I forgot about that today. Yeah, yeah. it's a Super Tuesday or Super Thursday if you ask Joe Biden. Yeah, I heard that. He's yeah. So hey, but but listen, in in support of Joe, he said Thursday, but it was the Tuesday, and he said, "Oh, I got ahead of myself, gone into time, you know, future again." Um, so he caught himself. It wasn't one of his normal things like, I'm running for the Senate of the, uh, the United States. Yes. <laughs> or or uh, what's his name? The dude with the glasses, the communist guy. He spent a hundred and some million dollars on something and it, and they keep saying he he meant a hundred and... No, that was uh, how many people have died. No, he was, no. He was he was talking about you know one and a half million people died you know that from murder because of what Bloomberg did and everybody's going like no <laughs> that's a ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous figure you know yeah. he makes he makes a lot of bloopers but you know let's be kind here the man is gotten up in age and that is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. People are going to accuse you of ageism. Well, some people, you know, can keep their minds cognitively active. But this guy's been in a 5G environment for how many years? You know? I, maybe I'm, he's walking around. Maybe he, at home he's got a cannabis IV. Oh, I don't know what he might have at home. <laughs> I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go there. Um, I don't even know what that is you said. An IV. Then you know what an IV is in a hospital when they yeah, plug it. Yeah, I know it, that. They hang, well, imagine what uh, the bag is full of, uh, you know, THC and CBD. You know the substances that are uh, the, the cycle. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the active stuff in marijuana. You know, THC and what is it? CBD or CBC? I, don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree. And their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Annie, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was a Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Welcome back to the uh, Cosmic Reality Radio Show. My name is Nancy Hopkins. The date is March 3rd, 2020. And with me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. 
So, um, you guys back? Hello? Back. Oh. I'm back. back. I couldn't get my cursor. I thought I had had Curses. I had to Oiled again. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, what'd you find out? Oh, zero, zero. They haven't gotten any results back. Oh, well, it's kind of early. Yeah, they probably... Isn't what, the primaries in Florida? No, the prim- there's, there's it's Super Tuesday, and there's like seven states or more? What, how many states are there? There's a whole bunch of states having their primary today, so that's why it's called Super Tuesday. And, um, you know, it, it, it's conceivable that if Bernie Sanders does as well as is projected, he could make... a uh, a move that well, the, the election could give him a position where nobody can catch him. So this is where people are voting for the actual party candidate, correct? Correct. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, that's what's happening today. I I didn't do it. I I do vo- vo- vote by ballot. I mean, by mail. Absolutely. And I, is that what? I don't know. I do it by mail. It's called absentee ballot. <laughs> Let me see here. It's sitting right here, and I forgot it was there. Official vote by mail balloting material, first class mail. That's where I got what I said. It doesn't didn't say the absentee on it. Okay. I got that straight in my head, but I didn't do it. And does that mean I can't? No, vote no, 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 no. Florida hasn't isn't voting yet. Oh, no. This is I don't know the list of states: Alabama, California. Um, I don't know a whole bunch of states. So voting. then maybe I can still send this sucker in. Well, yeah, it should tell you when when you when you have to get it in by. It's got all this crap in here. Well, Why don't you just write, write your own, your, your own candidate? None of the names there. Well, you can. There are you can write in names. Well, oh, cool. listen to this. Vote for one. I have one, two, three, four choices. Rock, or Roke, Rocky De La Fuente, Donald J. Trump, Joe Walsh. And Bill Weld. That's all I have that I can vote for. That's because you're ballot. because you're a Republican. Huh? Because oh. in the state of Florida, you can only vote in a primary if you're a member of that party. That's why I was an independent for years, and then went to a dem- joined the Democrats so I could have an influence on their primaries because there was somebody that I knew that was running that I wanted to support. You only get you're only you're only voting by the, for the party, not for the national candidate. Well, it's almost like uh, that's almost like England, where you're not. Well, their their system is a little bit different because you're not. Uh, people here in the U.S. are more candidate focused, but in, in in England, it's it's not the candidate that you're voting for. It's it's the actual party that you're voting for. All of you. British listeners, correct me 
if I'm wrong, obviously. <laughs> but that's the way it was explained to me, is that here in the U.S., a lot of people get taken in, oh, I want this candidate, I'm going to vote for this guy, I really like this guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's not the way it works in Britain. It's it's not the candidate so much that you're voting for, it's the party that you're voting well, for. Well, what happens here, Walt, is that, okay, the people, why, why a lot of Democrats are afraid of Sanders becoming the nominee? is that you're going to get a lot of people that who wouldn't have bothered to vote go out and vote against him. Because the, the American people are not going to buy into the socialism. I mean, the, the young people, oh, you'll have free medication. You'll have, you know, free education. You'll, everything will be free. For heaven's sakes, you can sit in your corner and do all the drugs you want or play your video games. It'll be a wonderful life. And in the meantime, it's going to cost, by their own figures, $100 trillion. Where are they going to get that money? Okay. The rest of us are going, are you blind? If you don't study history, you are compelled to do it again. And it failed every single time it's been tried to the detriment of the middle class. That would require that they study history. And... The the grandsons I have prefer to do no studying, and that's the problem. The yes. uh, the, the older generation and in in North Carolina, um, the the younger <clears throat> demographics voted for Sanders. The older ones creamed him because we know what it means to be a socialist. It's not it's not all this free funny money. It's not going to make things right. It's going to destroy your economy. I mean, why is the Soviet Union a thing of the past? Because it didn't work. Why are all everybody t- pointing to 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 Russia and saying this communist nation? Well, it's not essentially communist anymore. It's got a huge capitalistic uh, economy. People, please listen to Nancy. I had to live everything that she's describing. Remember, I I wasn't born and raised in, in this country. We had to live through socialism uh, during the Peronist governments. And it's it's hard. It's a horror. You know, they, they suck you in with all this free crap. But here's, here's the ironic thing, that he promised all the young people absolute free cell phone coverage and free Internet wherever they go. No. You didn't promise that. <laughs> oh, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't listen to him. That's, I why, that's why Argentina doesn't have a, a middle class anymore. Everybody's extremely obscenely rich or practically homeless poor. There is no middle class. The same thing happened to Chile. Another socialist, communist country. And it's happening to Venezuela right now. Yeah, people, listen. Wake up. In, in in the Warsaw Pact and the Soviet Union itself, they attempted this for since the end of World well in the before World War Two for the for the Russian people, and it just doesn't work. It's, so why would you take an economy that is building itself back up by pulling back manufacturing by pulling back the you know the substance of a good economy? that was given away, you know, sent out of the country, go to these other places and make money off of them. 
you know because why 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 was all that happening because we're confounded by a group of people that want to make a one world thing and so they're going to dictate where industry is where technology is where agriculture is they're going to do it nation by nation so where does that lead us well right now they are let's say 60 percent already in the program they have already done 60 percent of the the foundation to get this world thingy okay the problem is is that 90 percent of our vaccination are what do you call it not what do you call it vaccination not vaccination what i told you before um, antibiotics antibiotics are being made in china so if china was you know like georgia is to florida it'd be one thing but it's not it's a totally different foreign country that might have some angst about us you know so i mean it's like it's it, that's what they're trying to do that is what is going to kill the the planet economically because it failed in the Soviet Union. Now, in the Soviet Union, they would, because they, they want ultimate control. See, it's all ultimate control. So it's not a matter of um, capitalism where it's supply and demand. You need it, I got it, you pay for it, yay. Over there, they would have these planning communi- com- committees. And they would say, well, we're going to need 400 tractors this year. So if we've got to have 400 tractors, we need uh, uh, 1,600 tires, tractor tires, assuming it's four, four tractors. So that's what you're going to make. And then nobody needs the tractors. But what they needed was uh, trains. But they had decided they were going to need, they couldn't foresee the future of what would be needed economically. And they tried, they were called five-year plans. And they tried it, and they tried it, and they tried it. And finally, somebody said, you know, this ain't working. Well, why wasn't it working? Because the Russian people said, this is nuts. Okay, so they tell the the Russian commune, you know, well, you've got to make, you know, 20,000 tons of potatoes. You got to grow those and you got to give them back to the state. So, because we're running this, this economy from a controlled center. Okay. And what happens is that they go, Oh, all right. So they go and they go to the fields and they do what they, and then they go to the little strip of land by the, by the train track, the little strip of land between their building and the next building. And then they grow 80% of all the potatoes grown in the Soviet Union were grown on private you know private enterprise not the communes and those figures have not fallen i just saw them 80 percent potatoes so that's the problem you can't you can't possibly you're not gods bernie sanders is thinking of himself as a god that he is going to be able to make all these promises do all this stuff without a, a seemingly uh, the ability to understand the basics of how people operate. Well, I'm maybe, not... he's planning to, <laughs> maybe he's planning to use Evita Speron's political philosophy. She would walk into a shoe factory and tell the owner of the factory, 
I need a thousand pairs of shoe by, by next week. And the factory owner would say, okay, um, who's going to pay me? Nobody's going to pay you. You have to make them and give them to me. So that she would go around giving them to people. And people would love Evita Peron because she's giving me free shoes. In the meantime, the factory owner didn't have any money to pay his employees. And he didn't have any money to buy materials because he had to sacrifice material, time, and effort to make a thousand pairs of shoes for which nobody paid him. And yeah. she went around doing this with every single, you know, uh, business, whether a small business or large business. Democratic socialism. Yay. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Democrat. I used to like Bernie Sanders until I understood what he was talking about. And I'm going, you Do fool. Do you think he really believes that he can do what he is promising yes actually with no money yes actually because some of the reporting that from fox i'm watching fox yes and it's prejudicial some woman on a youtube wall or woman no. man i don't know who it was why do you keep looking at the same station well because the station is giving me the best information you should be looking at everything well no that's your job you want to look at everything? Go right ahead. I I don't have time to look at everything. I'm looking at Fox because to me, I mean, they do a lot of crazy things that I don't agree with. But at least they're giving me a better picture of what's really happening. Because you'll have people in Fox that are not exactly pro-Trump. You know? And, yes, yes. You know, it's not a station that is totally pro-Trump. Some of it, their people are definitely... But um, no, it's not a consensus there. There, there. It's pretty fair reporting as far as I've seen. And I, I used to never re watch them. I would never, never watch Fox. No, no, I do. But anyway, Fox. What they were saying is that if you look at what Bernie Sanders, if you're following them, these are the people that are there. At, you know, in those rallies and. And, and they're on the ground watching what's happening with him and the people and all this. And they said, even though he says his craziest things, he really believes it. And he instills that in the people in the audience. You know, it's, it's, it's like he's got them bamboomboled. Is that a word, bamboomboled? Sounds Bamboo like he's got a defined art center <laughs> in human design terms. That's, that's exactly what they do. Say again, hon. And you know that I, I've studied the human design system. Yes, yes. Okay, there are uh, there are nine centers in the in the body graph. They're not chakras. Uh, that's why they use the word centers so people don't get the concept confused. And depending on the centers being defined or not, is the attributes of the person. So. You'll find most interesting, most motivational speakers. If you look at their designs, they have a design. They have a defined heart center. And heart center in the human design system is it has nothing to do with narcissism or egoism, but it's what gives you your defined ego energy. A person with a defined heart center, uh, they are constantly having to prove themselves that they can do what they claim they can do. Uh, they're the kind of person that they tell you, I will be there at 7.30 on the dot, and they do it. They, because they have to define the ego energy to follow through on their word. But here's the thing, is that 
for people like me or my mom, that we have an open heart center and we don't have the defined ego energy. When you are in the presence of someone like that, you get to feel 200% of that energy. So when you go to these motivational speakers like this guy Robbins or any of these, they start talking at you and they go through all their presentation and all their histrionics and everything, and they totally pump you up. You feel like you can walk on air. I mean, you're ready to go out and take the world by storm because, yeah, I'm going to go there, I'm going to achieve this, and I'm going to do this. And then you walk out of the, the building and, and all of a sudden you're standing there on the sidewalk and you're like, wait, where did that go? All that enthusiasm, all that impetus that I was feeling inside the hall. Right? I'm, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna go have a cup of coffee now, because it was, it wasn't your energy. It was somebody else's energy. And I tell you, look at the designs of all these motivational speakers, like the, of these, you know, hold these motivational speakers that can fill an audience hall, you know, standing room only, and that they all have that thing in common. They have a defined heart center. And they pump you up. And you feel like you can, you know, uh, uh, the other case is like, for example, these guys that sell like network marketing, network level marketing kind of crap. And you go to their presentations. It happened to me. I, I wasn't aware that it was happening to me. It was years before I even knew, knew about human design. But I, I kept noticing that every time I would walk out of that meeting hall, all this, all this, all these balloons that were holding me up disappeared. I didn't, I didn't feel the energy to do any of the crap that they said I should do. There was no impetus there. It was just, it was just a momentary high. You were riding some. It was like riding somebody else's high, not, not your own high. I bet you that's that's the. Do you have the birth information for this guy? I can look it up. Or no, or nobody knows. It's a secret. Hello, okay. Houston. Sanders. Does anybody know his birthday? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, no. You I, want? Oh, you okay. want his, I can look it up. I, it's Google it. To see if they give you the birthday on time. Oh, I doubt. No, they're not going to give you the time. Well, at least when the place where he was born. Okay. Um, okay. Let me just go back here and Google it and say. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Come on, Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Age. 78. He was born September 8th, 1940. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I'm typing. Okay, he was born what day? September 8th, 1941. September is month 9? Yes, nine eight, nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. Okay. Okay. United States. Uh, what city was he born? Oh, wait a minute. let's see. Um, Brooklyn, New York.
Okay. Um, okay, hold on. I need to put punch in this other thing. New York. Gee, Dolly, maybe you should be talking or something. Yeah, what happened in Oak Island? Uh, I'm trying to set up. I all of a sudden realized because I had this other radio show that I didn't get the Shungite radio show to go on, on after this one. So I'm trying to do that. And you're taking forever. Dolly. Okay. Okay, good. Because I'm just yeah. kind of napping. Here. Oh, there, there it is. He's got the Fine Heart Center. And worst, he's a manifester. Oh really? Just tell oh, people what that means. Tell gosh. tell people what that means. Manifestor. It means that they don't need they don't need anybody else to do something that they want to do because human design has everything to do with your interaction between you and the other. The other mean meaning everybody else in the world that's not you. So the different the, the different designs have a strategy of how they function. Like generators, they need to respond. They, if they try to initiate something like a generator, oh, I'm going to open a shoe store. And they get up, they go off the chairs, they go to the bank, they request for a loan, it, it, it doesn't work. It, all their negotiations eventually blow up in their face because they're trying to initiate. They're not responding to something that's coming to them. Manifestors, that's their thing. In the ancient past, all, all the kings and queens and pharaohs and whatnot, all the guys that are in charge, they were all had one thing in common, they were all manifestors because in the human design system, the throat center is the center of manifestation and when you have one of your motors, in this case the heart center is considered a motor is directly connected to the throat meaning this person can go out and get things done without anybody's nobody inviting him, he doesn't have to respond to things, he just wants to build something, oh I'm going to build a house he goes up, he goes to the bank he gets the loan, then he gets a contractor then he buys a problem and, and he needed no one's approval he needed no one's, he no one to invite him, like in my case I'm a projector, like Nancy's a projector, we need to get invited into, into a process before we can go out and get something done. Like you remember uh, Shanghai was brought to you. You were invited into the process of, you know, bringing Shanghai to the masses. You didn't get up out of bed. Oh, I'm going to give Shanghai to the masses. No, it, it, it came to you. You were invited into the process. That's why it always worked. Because you, unbeknownst to you, you were following your design. I uh, wasn't invited. I was thrown in this thing. Get in there. <laughs> I heard no invitation. It was just get in there and go for it. Oh, where are we well, going? It was, a, it was an energetic invitation. But that, <laughs> this is exactly why this guy is pumping up people. He's a manifestor and he's got a defined heart center. So you're in his, if you're in his field, forget it. You're going to feel that you can walk on water. He can sell you. He can sell ice to the Eskimos if he wants. <laughs> and yeah. oh get this when you're a manifester you're not self-themed meaning how you behave when you're not functioning as yourself is anger I've seen pictures of this guy anger, angry like a like no one's business 
Say that again, please. Every time uh, each of the designs, they have when you're not functioning as yourself, truly yourself, and you're you're trying to follow the 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 uh, suggestions of the mind because your mind doesn't know you. They have a theme. For example, us projectors, when we're not functioning as ourselves, our theme is bitterness. We're bitter. We get bitter about things because nothing works out the way we want. And the same goes uh, for a, a generator, for example. The theme is frustration. They get frustrated with things when they're not functioning as themselves. Well, manifestors, they, they have a theme as well. And their theme is anger. They get angry about stuff. And he does and show a lot of anger. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and, and to make it, he's got... And he's got the worst profile. I mean, it, in my in my perception, I'm not saying that there are no bad profiles, but he's got the four one profile. Oh, tell <clears> tell <throat> us what that is, what? and I'm going to look up Joe Biden. Let's 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 just take okay. him apart. The four one profile. It's the four is what's accessible to the person in their conscious state, and the one is what's in their unconscious. In this case, one refers to the foundation because these, these lines from one to six refer to the line lines in the I Ching and the one is all about the foundation. What this means is that this person is absolutely inflexible. I mean if he were made of if he were made of diamond <laughs> he would be he, he would be more inflexible because um, people with a one in their unconscious um, what they be, what their belief system is, or their philosophy, or whatever it is, the foundation of their of their thinking is all there is. They you cannot get this person to change their mind. Let me give you an idea. This this um, comparison comes from Raoul Hu, the guy who brought this system to the world. He says, if you have a four one person, which is what this guy is. And this person believes in their foundation that the earth is flat. And then he or she goes out one day and is able to travel around the earth and come back to the same point. That person will have a heart attack and write that right then and there. It is easier for them to die than to accept that their foundation is false. So this is the, like the most inflexible person you could find in your life, a 4-1. And believe me, I have met them in person. I just wanted to run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we do Joe Biden? Okay. All right. Let's, let's uh, go. He was okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me type. Let me type. You. Okay. okay. I didn't get okay. to watch the Shanghai show because I was I was recording Durfee. Uh huh. Are you liking that new book? Oh yeah. I told you I thought it was a good book. I didn't even. I, I just. What, what yeah. the, I'm sorry. What is the day of his birth? Okay, it's 11 20, 1942. Um. Okay, what city was he born? Scranton, Pennsylvania. 
Scranton Uh, this is so annoying when I have to type this over and over. What about Oak Island? Oak Island. Um, well, they're finding so many things right now. It's kind of like, wow. Yeah. They, they, they're discovering weird tunnels. I mean, there's more there than anybody could have even imagined. And they, they didn't even have some of the tunnels recorded. Exactly. And the big thing last week was that they found a piece of metal in um, in the swamp. And they took it mm. over to this blacksmith guy that looks at things and tells you exactly he's amazing tells you exactly what they are and what it was was it was a metal strap that they used in shipping to mm. uh, essentially tie two you know uh, pieces piece of wall, logs timbers. or in this timbers yeah. um, together and mm. what was so unusual about it well its age brings it back before the money pit was discovered but what was really interesting about it was that it had been in an intense fire. Oh. And, you see, one of the um, people that has been, was obsessed, he, he passed on last year, Fred Nolan, he believed that there was a ship that had, that, 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 that Oak Island was actually two what? islands with an area that was opened and that a ship came in there, they unloaded it, and then for whatever reason, maybe it was sinking or, or not worthy to get out into the ocean and far enough to sink, that they sunk it right there and then filled in the swamp. Yeah. Okay, and here they find a piece of metal that's only found on a ship, and it's an intense fire. So maybe it, it started burning. And, you know, then they, you know, but anyway, that's where it is. Okay, so you're ready for our uh, friend Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. he's like my, my, my aunt. He's got an undefined throat center. What this means is that uh, these people don't have a fixed way of expressing themselves. Like if he's one with one group of people, he'll talk in a specific way. And if he's with a different kind of group of people, he'll talk a different way. And people with an undefined throat center, and they're not acting naturally. They're not acting as their true design. They're attention horse. They want to be the center of attention wherever they go. In fact, if they go, if they walk into a dinner or a party or whatever, and two or three people don't go greet them, they get offended because they wherever they go, they need to be the center of attention. <laughs> but. Unlike Bernie Sanders, he's got an open heart center, meaning he can't keep his word even to save his life. You know, like when you have an open heart center, you can't make promises ever. You, you'll you get digestive indigestion. You'll have digestive troubles because one of the things about the heart center is that it regulates your digestion. And 
you don't, I, th that's my problem. I had to learn not to make promises. All I, I always say the same thing. I'll, I'll do my best. That's about it. But I can't promise that something will be done by such a date and such a time. It's impossible because you can't follow through. You don't have the defined energy of a defined heart center. This is open and undefined, meaning that if he promises you ice, expect fire because you know, he's not going to be able to keep his word. Uh, he's got an open splenic center, meaning he's got no defined intuition. People with an open splenic center, the problem they have is they hold on to things that are no good for them, you know, like toxic marriages, bad jobs, bad places where they live, uh, because they, they want that security of a defined splenic center. They don't feel it, so they are always holding on to things that are no good for them. Uh, he's got an open root center, which these are people that are constantly in a rush to finish what they're doing. No longer are they finished doing something. They're looking for the next thing to finish and the next thing and the next thing. He's got an open solar plexus, which means um, this is not a person. This person is always running away from truth and confrontation. They can't, they, they, they hate having to face the truth about anything. And they hate confrontation. They hate drama because they don't, they don't, when you have an open solar plexus center, you get to feel 200% of what, of, of everybody else's emotions. So it's, uh, he, he, he is a person that's comfortable in crowds though, because he's a generator and generators need to respond. They, they, you can't initiate crap like, uh, a manifestor can like Sanders and he's got a, a defined head center and a defined Ajna center meaning this guy is always thinking he can't shut off his thinking and the problem with the, when these two centers are defined is that the way they process their thinking is very very narrow is very fixed so what happens is that they're always certain like they'll say oh I, th I think the earth is flat. And you say, are you certain? Oh, yes, I'm certain. Well, so just because these people fear, feel certain about what they're saying doesn't mean that they're right. <laughs> so this is one of the things I have to teach people when I tell them about their design. So you'll, you'll say, oh, you're, are you going to do this? Yes, I'm certain I'm going to do this. Uh, well, you and nobody else. <laughs> so that's... It's uncanny because as you're explaining, that, yeah, I can see those things. Can you see those things, Dolly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he can't tell the truth if his life depended on it or his kid's life. But I don't think he thinks he's lying. He thinks he's telling the truth. You know, he's, oh, certain, yeah, I he's, can certain, he's telling he's certain he's telling the truth. Even though those <laughs> stories he makes up, yeah. Like he... he uh, it was captured and shot and all this when he went to see Mandela and uh, uh, yeah, his made up stories. <laughs> I do believe he believes them, but they aren't true, and you know they aren't truth when he says them. Now, do you, does he have a number thing that you want to talk about, like you did with um, Bernie? Oh, he's got a. I really feel sorry for him because I have to live with this. Thing he's got a third line profile, and the and the con uh, the conscious number is uh, he's uh, three six. 
So meaning that at the personality level, he's a third line personality, which is, I have to live with that because I'm a three five. And what happens is that you are constantly, you have to, I had to, that's why dowsing helps me so much because dowsing helps me to bypass a lot of the problems inherent in the third line, which is you're constantly making mistakes. Because one of your jobs as a third line personality is to find out what doesn't work. So the way to find out if something doesn't work is because you you try something and it doesn't work. So and people call that a mistake and people get crazy about mistakes. Nobody wants to make mistakes because for whatever reason, oh it's a loss of money or this or that. So uh, you're constantly going through a process of trial and error to see you try different things until you find what does work. So I do a lot of leapfrogging over that trial and error by asking questions through dowsing because that's one way to bypass this whole personality crap. You ask your body because your body doesn't is not affected by the veil the same way that, not, that not, Dali is not affected by the veil. She can talk to people on the other side. Well, our bodies have that attribute. They have access to the information on the other side. Even though our conscious awareness is not, does not have it, at least for most of it yet. So I use dowsing to bypass a lot, a lot of that trial and error. But in this particular guy's case, that's his job to make mistakes, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> and, um, Let's give him the keys to the nuclear arsenal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll leave them on top of a Starbucks table. I'm sure. <laughs> Where'd I put the keys, honey? <laughs> okay, so, um, okay. Can we can we do another one? I'm having so much fun here. Okay. Okay, Michael Bloomberg, born now. Is is hold is on, it, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, isn't February 14th Valentine's Day? Yes. That's his birthday. No, oh, wow. 14th? <laughs> 14th, February. Y- year? 1942. Okay. Uh, state? Brighton, Massachusetts. Uh, you said Brighton? Brighton, yes. B R I G H T O N. Oh, he's a manifesting generator. Just like Bernie? No, Bernie is a manifester. A manifesting generator. <laughs> this is where the, my mom had to learn how to her design works because she's a manifesting generator, and they they feel that urge to initiate action uh, without the input from the other. Like, like Bernie Sanders, he can initiate action without anybody's input or without anybody's participation. A manifesting generator feels that internal urge, but they have to hit the brakes because they can't. They need to respond to things coming to them, whether it's a life circumstance coming to you or a person or persons coming to you or something. But you always, you're in the captain's chair of your own life. You are always responding to things. Because uh, generators are like magnets for life. Life just goes to them. And if they try to initiate stuff out of the blue, it, it always blows up in their face. Now, this guy is a manifesting generator. 
And what happens is manifesting generators always like to do things fast. Never ask a manifesting generator to go back and check something they did. They'll quit right then and there. They hate that shit. <laughs> so, um, oh, this is funny. He's got a quadruple split definition. This is the kind of person that blames everybody for everything. <laughs> um, he's got all his centers defined except his splenic center, meaning that he doesn't have intuition for anything. And the kind of person that's always holding on to things that are not good for them because he's got that open center. That's Remember what I said before about uh, Joe Biden? When their splenic center is open, they're always looking to hold on to things that are not good for them, like bad jobs and bad relationships and just in general, again, things that are not good for them. Uh, he's got defined head centers, meaning that he's, center, he's uh, certain about the stuff he says. He's got a defined heart center, so he can pump up people like, like uh, Sanders. He's got a defined throat center, defined sacral and root. Uh, that, and the profile is a 1-3. The 1-3 is all about himself. It's me, myself, and I. The one three is the kind of guy that his uh, his idea of uh, chatting up a girl is beating her over the head with a club and dragging her to his cave. <laughs> I want this. I'm going to get it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> this is Bloomberg? Yeah. No, I couldn't see that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm, sit I'm sitting here going, well, this is easy. Just find out who wants to run. Have have Walt tell tell us which one is you know got the design that we want to see, and vote for them. <laughs> this would simplify politics. I can't tell you how impressed I am Human with design this. Design is being used all over the world. I mean, the corporate world woke up about it some like ten years ago, and they are using it to put the the best people in the correct jobs. Because that's one of the problems. That's one of the weaknesses of the corporate world for the longest time that they were putting the wrong people in the, in, in certain jobs. There are certain jobs that more some people are better designed for it than others. And once they got wind of this, because this started out in Europe, because Rauru lived most of his life in the island of Ibiza, the Spanish island of Ibiza. So that's when it that's where it became well known in Europe. And then over the years, you know. Others are getting into the act. And, yeah, they are using it in the corporate world. If, um, if you have, like, three engineers and you need one of them to head a specific department, you know, don't put a, a generator as chief. Put a projector because that's the job of us projectors is to manage the energy of others because we, we can see one of the things about projectors different from everybody else is the – how the aura functions, like in this guy, in this guy's case, the, man, the generator and the manifesting generator, their aura is always open and enveloping. You put them in a room with 3,000 people, they're right at home. But in the case of Sanders, who's a manifester, their aura is closed up tight. It's like a sealed chamber. It's in, very difficult to connect to someone like him because their aura is closed up. In our case, our aura is like a laser beam. We can pick up details that a hundred different people before us fail to see. That's one of our the attributes of being a projector. 
So like in the corporate world, you need you have three engineers to choose from, and you need one to head this particular department. Look for the projector, because he's going to know how to manage the energy of the people in the department. So they've been using this, this human design thing. It's, it's not a state secret or anything. It's just that few people are aware of it. So any other candidates you want to laugh at? <laughs> oh, yes, I was saying Donald Trump, June 14. Okay. okay, let's go there. Let's go where no man has gone before. Probably not, at least not on Internet radio. Okay, say again, what is the day? 614. 6, what? 14, one four. Okay, June 14th. Month? Oh, okay. June 14th. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were, okay. Year? 1946. Okay. Okay, what state? New York. Okay, New York City? New York. New York. The hospital is Jamaica Hospital Medical Center. <laughs> they Oops, didn't have he's a manifester. A manifester. Okay. He's a manifester. Oh, but he's got a great profile. He's got your profile. He's a 6'2". Oh, see, I knew I liked him. 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are the... Uh, they are the reputation fixers. They are... They have, uh, because the six is such a mutated force, um, they have to, like, like I told you, once you're past your 60th birthday, you have to come off the roof. How, how old is he? He's in the 70s. What year was Trump? he born? He's in, he's in the 70s, right? Trump? I'm, I'm not a math whiz, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I was, muted. was, I was muted. He was, he's 73 years old. He's as old as Donald. Yeah. Oh, it's my age. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that he is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be, after his 60th, because this, the sixth line has the, the Uranian 30-year cycle. The first 30 years of life, you keep making mistakes. It's the trial and error process. Then the next 30 years of life, from your 30th to your 60th birthday, you're up on the roof. You're just cruising through life. Everything is fine and dandy. And then after your 60th birthday, you have to come down off the roof and live the example of what it is to be you. And he's doing that, whether, you know, it's it's a very tough job that he's doing, but he's doing exactly that. He's living the example of what it is to be him, you know, whether you think he's a good person or a bad person, it doesn't matter. What's interesting is that um, just like the other fellow, he's got an open uh, root center. That's why he's always busy, constantly busy. Um, he's a manifester, meaning he doesn't have a defined sacral center. So these people need to rest, whether they like it or not. Uh, remember, Annette, your daughter, is a manifester. You know, they I get didn't these remember, births. but... They have these bursts of energy where they, they need to get stuff done and they, they get it done. They don't need anybody's anything, but they do need to rest. He's got a defined heart center like Sanders, so he can you know really motivate and move people. But he's got an open G center, 
meaning that he's, um, I don't know if he's aware of it or not, if he's ever availed himself of this, um, but he doesn't need to go look, how can I explain this? The gene center has to do with your direction in life. So when a person has an, an open G center, place and space is everything to them. If you're living in the wrong place, if you're living in the wrong apartment or the wrong house, you're, you're in the wrong place. Like, um, let's say you're going to have a business meeting and somebody decides to do it over dinner. And if the restaurant they chose is wrong for you, you'd be better off canceling and have them schedule at another place because for them, where they are in space and time, it's very important. So, for example, let's say you're like him. You have an open G-Center and you need to move. All you have to do is tell the people you know. You tell your friends, you tell your relatives, I'm looking for a place. You go to a realty office and you say, I'm looking for a place. And then all you have to do is go back home and sit and wait. And people will come and visit you. They will give you a phone call and they'll start bringing you information. All you have to do is choose the one that's best for you. Can I can I Personal. tell you can I tell you a little story because it's it's sure. kind of funny the the place that he owns down here Mar Marla Largo okay all right that I don't remember which president it was but somebody built it to be the summer White House and, oh. <laughs> okay and then it didn't happen right and and then eventually Trump bought that property only to have it be. The, 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 you know, his White House. Yeah. Isn't that, that's kind of, you know, just supporting exactly the, the image you made with the real estate. I'm on a house. Well, yeah. they wanted a house for the President of the United States. I mean, that's pretty, maybe because he bought that house, he's been President. He's a manifester, right? Yeah. And this is one of the, because he's a manifester, he doesn't need an invitation. He doesn't need to, uh, respond. Uh, they just, they, they want to do something. They just get up off the chair and they go do it. Uh, he's got an open, uh, splenic center, meaning that he can be, if he doesn't watch out, he can tend to hold on to things that are no good for him. And he's got an open head center, meaning that he's, um, the problem with the open head center, I mean, we, we have that in the, in our designs is that we're constantly trying to answer questions that come to mind because the the head center is the pressure to think and when it's undefined we're under pressure by the collective to constantly be thinking about stuff and you have all these questions going through your head all day long and you will have this desire to answer them because that kind of puts off the pressure a little bit but the trick is knowing this about yourself you don't worry about it you can pay attention and maybe answer the questions that are really interesting but otherwise, they don't bother. You shouldn't be bothered. Uh, open, also, when you have an open head center, anything and everything that you might worry about is absolutely useless to you. People with an open head center, the first thing I say to them, please never, ever worry about anything. I don't care how terrified you're about this or that. Don't, because it never comes to pass. That's, and, and I've, try to fight that or in the beginning I used to resist that information and I verified it in myself over and over and over again. Anything and everything that I worry about never comes to pass. 
<laughs> so it's beyond belief systems. This is all about mechanics. This is about the way your vehicle operates. This is the human design is the user manual for the physical body. And no two cars are built the same, are they? So, <laughs> so out of the field of candidates we've just gone through, who would you vote for, Walt? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> okay. okay, this Cyrus guy got really interesting in talking, of, and he's in, and like I say, he's got. He's got a book out that's about 200 pages, but it was like, you know, 10,000 pages of research. The guy really is, is you know, one of us. And uh, he was talking about the Trump dis... Uh, what is it? Trump... De- de- arrange dis- de- de- derangement. Derangement, thank you. Trump derangement. And he said that in actuality the cell phones are continually recording well, all right let me let me put it this way there's a, a an app in the cell phones that connect with your neural network to the point that many people and I've actually he kind of spooked me when he said this but you'll see people who are really attached to their phones okay and all of a sudden, they'll turn and look at that phone, and then the phone will say, you've got a message. They actually are getting a message that the phone is about to message them before the phone messages them. And he said that's because they, the phone and the individual have now, now are, are, are tied by a communication center from the phone's app to their neural network, which is pretty spooky when you think about it. You know? So that is why people, some people, cannot be separated from their phone. Exactly. But on top of that, what happens is that when it when it makes a connection, when this phone makes a connection to you, it's actually reading what's in your head. And then it copies it. And then it can feed it back to you to loop. So if you dislike Donald Trump, and you know we've, I mean, over our lifetime, has anybody seen this this unbelievable weirdness that happens to these people that have the this situation where you say Trump, Putin, or Russia, and all of a sudden they're twitching and shaking and and in a state of hate? Okay, why is that happening? It's because when somebody says those trigger words. Okay, it sets up this energy frequency that then tells the phone, I've got the energy frequency, and the phone begins to push in the same energy, which causes the dysfunction. It overloads you, because if you look at them, they'll go from just having a conversation into a space that, I mean, I know Cindy for well over 20 years and I never saw her go into this kind of space. And I said, look, it's, something's happening here, and it's not to me, it's to you. And now this guy says that, yeah, I mean, he, he, he knows what the, the technology does is in the phone. Shanghai, does she have a Shanghai sticker on her phone? Yes, but 
just be it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because we're not stopping the information flow we're we're working with the signal itself because I don't have such a collection I, I keep my phone oh, with no, me no, because no, I work in my shop but I don't have that connection no, no. and he said that he absolutely talked about that he said people that have a strong self identity and faith do not get programmed this way it's the people that are unsure of themselves or have certain let's say weaknesses and definitely Cindy has that Okay, so it's the people that, you know, go like, I don't really know where home is, or I'm not sure about this, or they get depressed, or any of Those are the people that are targeted by this technology. And he's talking technology. He's not talking about voodoo stuff. He's talking tech. So, anyway, we're at the end. I had that. I know you. With the Pelosi game. I had it. Yeah, but you were putting out the same, I hate that woman. And the phone was saying, oh, that's the energy that we want to... Because it's programmed that when when Dolly gets into that energy frequency, then you start looping that energy frequency back to her so that she overloads. I don't have it anymore, thanks. Because you have a new sense of faith. A new sense of identity in yourself. I mean, that's what changed, not the dysfunction, and now you're feeling great. You're feeling great about yourself. So the big difference is a person that is taking ownership of their reality as opposed to those that are waiting for reality to be fed to them. Yes. And as short as black and white to me, are you the kind of person that's waiting to be fed a reality? Okay, then you go this way, and if you are owning your reality, well, you're going to go this way. I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm in the Trump party. I don't well, like I don't like Republicans. Given. I don't like Democrats. I don't like organizations like that. But I got to like somebody that gets up in front of a, thousands of people and then puts on a, a comedy skit. And he yeah. just happens to be the president of the United States. Yeah. Sorry if that is upsetting to people, but that's I own it. <laughs> I like Trump. Thank you both for a very interesting show. Um, you want to say good night? Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this show. Uh, thank you, Nancy, for producing this show. And thank you, Dolly, for your priceless company. Thank you all. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. And uh, thank you, you all, for listening and your comments. And whether I agree with them or not, because I love to hear what people are thinking. Um, so, from me, from Dolly World, bye bye. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a man.